Welcome to Sound of Symphony, the unofficial symphony podcast. I'm Magnus Nordlander. I'm Tobias Nihal. I'm Ryan Weaver. And I'm Jared Farish. And today we're going to talk about e-commerce. And um, we have a very special guest, it's Pavel. And Pavel, welcome to the show. Hey, hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, Would you mind telling us about yourself? And, and, and why, why did we bring you here? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I hope that you brought me here because I, you think that I have something interesting to tell you about e-commerce <laughs> and Symfony. <laughs> so um, I feel I feel uh, part of Symfony community for for quite a long time um, since the early days of 2.0. Um, I have not been involved in development of Symfony itself. Actually, I, I think uh, since since um, um, 2.0 like alpha versions or something like that. I submitted about two pull requests and uh, both were rejected. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like I, I have not contributed a lot to, to Symphony itself, but um, back in 2011, I started this um, Symphony project, one of like the first projects on top of Symphony framework um, 2.0. Um, I think was um, like officially started uh, shortly after uh, release of uh, Symphony 2.0. And this project is called Silius. Um, in the simplest description would be that it's just e-commerce framework on top of Symfony. I like to say it's basically the same thing uh, as Symfony, but not for web development, but specifically for e-commerce. So it's both e-commerce framework and e-commerce platform at the same time. Um, so yeah, since then I've been busy um, developing this project. Uh, in 2014, I also uh, co-founded a company um, called Lacken, uh, which basically supports the community um, and pushes the development of, of the project um, towards its stable release. And we do like consulting, training and development for companies who use, uh, who build Symfony e-commerce applications on top of Studios. Okay, and I, I hear your company is quite successful as well. I mean, how many are you? Oh, we started uh, in 2014 um, uh, with two people. Uh, it was me and uh, my good friend from high school. He was uh, back then, he was actually working in Java. Um, uh, um, his name is Michael. And uh, I convinced him that, uh, hey, this PHP that I'm doing is not that bad as you probably learned at university <laughs> and so on. Because usually, like, he. Um, we were not that much in touch after high school, actually. And he knew that I'm working on some PHP stuff, but he was like, oh, PHP, man, it's like, <laughs> what the heck? And uh, But I convinced him that um, the stuff that we do with PHP right now is very cool, that we have Symfony Composer and all these uh, awesome tools. So I quickly convinced him to, to switch to PHP, and uh, that's how we started. Right now, we are 11 people. Um, 10 developers and uh, our awesome Sylvia who is helping us uh, with all the administration, uh, HR stuff and, uh, and things like that. Uh, she's also organizing uh, PHP, um, I actually don't know how to pronounce it in English, but it's PHP Ares, it's, it's, um, it's our local meetup um, uh, for PHP developers in our city. So yeah, we, we do quite a lot of stuff except Silius. So, so Sylvia, she's really the one that runs the company. Then, can can we, oh, yes. can, we can we say yes, that yes. the is is Silius named after her? 
Well, <laughs> Silius is actually named after um, uh, two names. Uh, it's Sylvia, but that's my mother as well. <laughs> ah. And mm. um, and Justina, which is a uh, name of uh, my mother's sister. So yeah, it's it's close. But yeah, Sylvia nice. is Sylvia is definitely keeping everything uh, in in one piece at Lacken. That's true. Yeah. So w- I, I'm curious about because I've watched um, Silius for a long time and I've watched e-commerce and Symphony for a long time, but I haven't, you know, dove into it ever on on a real project yet. So, you know, just tell me what is the status uh, of Silius? You know, obviously you said that there's 11 of you. You guys are doing consulting. You're working on projects. Um, there are releases, not 1.0 releases, but they're releases. So me as a developer, a Symphony developer, um, what do I need to know about where Silius is today and where it's going to be six months from now? Well, um, right now we are finally entered the what I call like stabilization phase, where we basically have locked Silius in terms of features. Like we do this. I call it big feature freeze. Later we will do a small feature freeze. But basically everything that we want to put in Silius is already there. Like all the e-commerce functionality that will be in 1.0 is uh, is implemented. What we do now is uh, kind of um, paying off the debt of very early days of Silius uh, where it was not, uh, because I mean, to, to understand fully what is what is going on, you would need to go back uh, to the very beginnings because I did not start Silius as um, with uh, like a, with with a exact plan in mind and like product design experience or anything like that. It was just a set of bundles for Symphony e-commerce. I was working on a project um, for one of my customers, and basically I needed some product catalog, card, uh, and so on. So I implemented that on top of Symphony. But uh, like a couple of years uh, after starting, uh, a lot of uh, a lot more people um, have been using Silius. So there uh, was a need for like full platform because you didn't want to integrate all the components uh, together every time uh, you you prepare even a basic shop. So around 2013, we started building uh, the platform itself, and uh, we all also started exploring behavior-driven development. Um, at this point, but back then, it uh, from well from current perspective, it was not exactly the like proper BDD that we believe in right now. Uh, well, Silus was one of the first projects to adopt that uh, the technique of development, so it was quite difficult to like uh, know good practices because there was uh, like nothing else, no no examples of how to build a big project with that. So what we are right now basically doing is uh, rewriting our BHAT uh, features and BHAT scenarios to have full coverage and um, like uh, rethinking some of the some of the stuff that was implemented or contributed by the community in the early days of, uh, of Silius and making sure that Silius 1.0 means like the, the best developer experience because that's our niche that's how Silius got popular we like developers enjoy working with with this code and and the platform and symphony of course so we are focusing on developer experience uh, making sure that we have the core functionality covered with uh, behead scenarios and uh, starting uh, the big big effort uh, on documentation and uh, yeah that's that's the current state of Silius. we um 
I'm not sure where when the podcast will be released, but um, I think by that time we will have updated roadmap for 2016 on the website. Uh, but I can already say that um, this, uh, the beta release is, is scheduled for June. So that will be Silius uh, beta one. There you go. Cool. Have it, now, yeah. now you've said it on air. So yes, you, yes. Can't, you can't go I, backwards. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. We, we have been working on this on this new roadmap for quite some time because I was like, um, I was I was always uh, thinking about uh, how Silius uh, is my uh, well, like work of my last few years, and I want it to be perfect. But at the same time, I realized that we need to release. So this time we got like a serious look at the at the roadmap. We consulted with some more experienced uh, uh, like product owners and all our clients and so on. So I think we have a very good plan uh, for one zero. So yeah, it will be it will be online very soon. Now, um, Tobias, you were you and I were talking a little bit before this about about kind of integrating um, Cilius into a potential application or not. So I was wondering if you wanted to kind of ask that direction because there's something I'm really interested in. Yeah, because I, I'm running a platform and we sell like a handful of products, and I I bel- I never worked with e-commerce, but I believe it's very complex and difficult. And I mean. I wonder how should I do if I want to integrate e-commerce to my app or what what parts, what components should I use and what should I think about? What's the main takeaways? Can you give me some some kind of hints or some, uh, some kind of input? Yeah, and is it a Symfony application? Yes. Yeah, so with Silius we have, like I said, we are trying to build uh, Something that is just like Symfony. So we have, uh, first of all, the first layer of Silius, like the first layer of Silius cake is uh, the components. So the components are just like, uh, you in Symfony you have console components, a con- console component for, uh, to simplify uh, creating command line applications and so on. So in Silius you have, for example, a product catalog component uh, that basically uh, saves you some time if you build a product catalog in PHP and you need to support like different variations of products, options, and so on. And this product component is fully decoupled from uh, from Symfony. So it's just a PHP library for e-commerce. So if you would like to use it in Laravel app or Zend framework app, you could create a module for that. Or uh, I'm not sure what, what Laravel has, but yeah, like some kind of Laravel package that integrates this product component uh, into into this specific framework. And then the second layer of, of the cake is bundles. Um, well, I'm totally in love with Symfony since like forever. So this is this is the framework of, of choice for me. So we decided that we'll build Silius on top of Symfony and uh, the bundles are basically integration uh, layers uh, or uh, for Symfony. So if your app is Symfony-based, then you can just go go ahead and think about the bundles, not the components alone, and just uh, pick the component that you need right now. I would say that if your application is uh, already having some e-commerce functionality, then this component-based approach is perfect for migrating step-by-step step because you don't need to install Silius as a whole. You don't need to take the whole platform with all taxes, systems, promotions, uh, email management and whatever, you can start from the cart bundle and basically integrate it with your uh, 
with your existing entities because Silius doesn't make any assumptions about what things you sell, how you handle anything. If you take card bundle, it doesn't really know about products from Silius. It can be uh, integrated with your own book entity or like whatever represents the stuff that you sell in your application. So, so that's the, it's kind of the architecture of Symfony as well. Yes, exactly. I mean, that was my inspiration. I was like, I discovered Symfony Reloaded on, it was still the old page of Symfony <laughs> 1. something. Yeah, that's old yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah, this, this orange button in the, in the sidebar, I was like, oh my God, something reloaded. Like, it must be awesome. So <laughs> I started reading. <laughs> I started reading the documentation and I was like hooked immediately. I mean, components like these bundles are modules and I can reuse them between my applications. And my, my first use case was actually two separate projects uh, for two, um, for one client, but I had to build two shops slightly different. So like Magento and PrestaShop wasn't working for me because I it was like too big and um, too complex. So yeah, I decided let's build these components. So would you say that Silius is basically a, I mean, the, uh, I've worked a lot with e-commerce before and there are several different approaches to how you can make an e-commerce um, an e-commerce package. Would you say that Silius is more like the, you get a toolkit which you can use to build your own shop rather than being a, everything is ready for you to just turnkey software application? Yeah, we, we are quite ambitious, so we are both because we okay. have, uh, yeah, like the, the third layer of the cake is uh, Silius application. It's okay. just, it's it's an application based on Symfony standard. Uh, so it's very similar to any Symfony application. The thing is that actually Silius platform, what I call Silius platform, is just two more, compo uh, two, uh, one more component and one more bundle, uh, which is core bundle. Yeah. So the core component is the place that, for example, a product catalog finally learns about Silius taxation component. And it also uh, is integrated with shipping. So if you start uh, a shop from scratch and you don't integrate into existing application, you're not migrating from, from legacy, then you can just go ahead and install Silius, which should be a similar experience to how you install Magento or PrestaShop. You get a full working shop, uh, very generic, not like implemented for a specific industry or something like that. So is that where you keep um, configuration really regarding um, how you use the shop? Like if, if a product has weight, if a product has uh, size, things like that, is that kept in the in that third layer or is that configured in, uh, in like a YAML file or something? Well, the simplest example would be uh, the product uh, product variant model. So yep. in Silius, if you have a T-shirt in uh, two different sizes and two colors, Silius yep. uh, will generate like different variants for every unique combination. Yeah. And if you if you take this variant model, product variant model from the product component, it has a code, it has a name, options, and stuff like that. But only things that are like like relevant for the product catalog. But if you take a look at the core, like the core component, which is just a, another library yep. that we then integrate in the Symfony standard application, um, this is where the product, uh, the, uh, well, it's like extending the component, uh, the product variant interface in the core is also uh, taxable, uh, shippable, 
Uh, it also um, implements inventory interfaces. And for example, what you said about weight, size, um, and stuff like that, this is like responsibility of the inventory component. Uh, but in case of Silius, it's what um, it's the core component that integrates uh, these two together. So this is the place where a product finally realizes that it has some weight, it has some stock <laughs> uh, tracking and so on. Yeah. So if you would take, for example, the inventory component and integrate it into your existing application, uh, let's say it's a library uh, Symfony app and you have some book entity. So in case of inventory component, that your book entity would need to implement a stockable interface. I'm not sure that's appropriate name, but this is how we had this since forever. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it would it could be you you could you could start using all the services, form types, and integrations from inventory component. So yeah, this is how how it, how it works. Okay. But re so that's definitely interesting. But what I was asking is more like. So if when you're when you're let's let's uh, draw a parallel to say Magento, whenever you're installing Magento, basically there's a lot of configuration that you do in the in the Magento admin panel to add basically what sort of properties your products have, uh, which sort of which languages the the uh, the shop is available in, that sort of configuration that's usually unique to each store. Um, is that how is that configured in Cilius? Well, it's exact. It's configured exactly the same, the same way. So, if you use Cilius platform, you get an admin panel, and you can okay. go add different product attributes, uh, different languages, channels, currencies, and so on. So, yeah. if you use the platform as a whole, you get a full admin panel. Uh, if you are using a standalone component, let's say that you want to integrate taxation into your existing e-commerce Symfony application that is like custom built. Uh, then you can very quickly generate a RESTful API for the Silius entities to create tax categories and tax rates, for example, which represent different uh, taxation rates on, on your product and so on. But if you use a platform as a whole, you have a full backend. Uh, actually, I have open pull request that simplifies Silius configuration uh, during the installation process. So it it has like similar number of parameters to what Symfony standard has. So when you install Silius, you just configure the Database connection, uh, Swift mailer stuff, uh, uh, the secret uh, parameter, and uh, that's it. The rest is configured through backend. Oh, cool. Mm. So, so that leads me to to <clears throat> to something I was thinking about, which is that sounds really cool, and and ultimately, how good of a Symphony developer do you need to be if you're using the Silius platform? Like, I realize if you're integrating components, you know. That's just like Symphony, right? If you're going to integrate specific components, you probably need a little bit need to know a little bit more. But if I'm using the whole platform, um, can I be somebody that's new to Symphony and and use Cilius, or or is or do I need to know more than that? Because sometimes I do get that question: Hey, I'm learning Symphony, and I'm learning Symphony so that I can build an e-commerce place. Um, should they just go straight to to learn Cilius? and and can they? Yeah, well, actually, this is this is one of the things that I'm really happy about because I hear a lot of people who say, like, basically, man, thank you, thank you to the whole community for this project because it helped me to learn BDD, Symfony, and so on. One of the goals that I had with Silius is to make it as close as possible to a standard Symfony application. So 
whenever I hear someone starting with Symfony and wanting to build uh, Symfony apps, I say go watch KNP University and uh, <laughs> go straight to Silius because, well, you do most of the stuff exactly the same way. We use Doctrine. So if you learn Doctrine basics, like what is repository, then you can like grab product repository, find one by name, and yeah, it just works exactly the same as with other stuff. Uh, Twig, uh, we use Twig templating, and there's nothing uh, special about what we do with Twig. You just get to, well, uh, customizing Silius uh, uh, store frontend is like overriding templates in Symfony. You just need to know the name of the templates that, for example, if you want to override something in the admin, you say you create a template, for, you override a template from Silius admin bundle, uh, like product update, and yeah, it's just it's just standard Symfony app. So I think it's it's quite cool for beginners. We have some Silius um, specific stuff, like for example, we don't use any admin generator. Instead, we have built uh, something that we call Silius resource bundle. Uh, well, basically, when you don't have uh, an idea for a good name, name it a resource or manager. <laughs> or data. <laughs> so, or data, yeah, or data. Uh, but Silius Resource Bundle is like trying to eliminate the duplication between all the CRUD controllers. Because if you have a look at the standard Symfony uh, controller, which, for example, processes a form, it's like every, every, every single one is pretty much the same. Like create new entity, create form, uh, submit the form and validate it, save, redirect with Flash. So what, what I created in some early days of Silius is like generic CRUD controller that is not an admin generator because you, it doesn't generate uh, any code uh, or, or doesn't really have any super special underlying services. It's just standard Symfony controller that you configure through routing. So this would be something specific to to Silius because you don't get to write much code in the very beginning. Sometimes we joke that you, for the for the simple stuff, simple crude, simple APIs, you are more of a YML developer than PHP. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I would say it's quite easy for for a beginner to to. to and, start and that's with. something that just to point out because you and I have talked about that Silius resource bundle before. That's something that's specific to Silius. I don't have a lot of experience with it other than talking with you, but you told me that that is a bundle that's actually decoupled from the rest of Silius. So it's Every kind of a special thing decoupled. you'll see in Silius. Okay. So yeah, this that that one in particular I I could bring that into my project today just to get that that uh that those shortcuts that Silius gives me in my completely non-Silius project. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, and actually, this is one of, uh, I think this is the second most popular bundle. The first one is Silius Flow Bundle that allows you to create like chained, chained steps, uh, chained, uh, chained uh, controller actions. So mm. the simplest ex use cases in Silius is checkout because checkout is not a one-step process and it's not only about form processing. So while there have been some bundles that help you do multi-step forms, with checkout, it's a bit more complex. So this one is the most popular because it's used by Oro CRM and Akeneo. But the second one is Resource Bundle. And yeah, a lot of people use it outside of Silius because yeah, it gives you, like we, we have released this Symfony Standard Edition that is called LionFrame. Uh, if you Google for something like rapid API development in Symfony, you'll find my talk from PHP Barcelona uh, where I demo exactly a Symfony standard with resource bundle and build uh, a full API in like seconds 
or something like that because it's 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 decoupled from Silius itself. Silius is built on top of resource bundle, so all other bundles use uh, this one to manage uh, the entities, to get API, to generate routing and so on, but uh, otherwise the bundle is decoupled from Silius, so you can use it in whatever project. So is that right. is that um, bundle that you were asked that you were talking about a second ago? Is that like a generic workflow bundle? No, no, no. Uh, this this uh, this generic workflow bundle is called Silius Flow bundle, and it is decoupled. Mm -hmm. But uh, the resource bundle uh, that generates your crude for both API JSON, it's using Fosrest bundle uh, under the behind the scenes, together with James Serializer and so on. So you can. Like uh, with simple, you can generate the doctrine entity through a command. You configure uh, some like five lines of YML for the routing and you get a fully, uh, fully working RESTful API or you can render templates for uh, the basic operations like displaying a single entity, displaying a paginated list, creating, updating and deleting stuff. So this is, this is like the idea. Hmm. Can you use the uh, so, the Cilius flow without using the other Cilius uh, commerce pieces? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, this is how Akeneo and Oro CRM are uh, are using it. Huh. They don't uh, they don't use any of other Cilius bundles. They just take Cilius flow bundle uh, and they use them for uh, they they use it for the installer process. So yeah. We we keep asking Powell if if something is decoupled, and he keeps going. Yes, I've already told you, it's all decoupled. <laughs> yes, asking yes, me that. Well, I mean, that's trust that's me, cool. trust me, it's, it's all decoupled. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're that's... not all building e-commerce applications, but we, uh, yeah. Well, it's just you're I mean, sitting there thinking, like, wow, like that that'd be great just to be able to use that one piece. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, and apparently it's, we can. Well, yeah, awesome. Well, and it's interesting that uh, just backdrop to this is is we are all Symphony developers. We all do a lot of stuff in Symphony, and yet there is this gap between a normal Symphony developer and and knowing tools that are available in Cilius. And yeah. and I just wonder why that is, or if it's just the nature of hey, it's not quite stable yet. So of course you know once it gets stable, and then you can write documentation, then you can start marketing more. Or, or you know, what what are your thoughts on that, Powell? Well, I think it's it's a combination of all these things. Like, um, like I said, I wish that my first open source project was like I don't know CSV parsing library or something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it it turned out that Silius is is the first project, so um, I wasn't paying enough attention, for example, to the documentation. So we have quite extensive documentation for the components right now. Um, a bunch of uh, Lacion developers that we onboarded last year work on that very hard. That was like the way to learn Cilius was to document all this stuff. And uh, but the the biggest thing missing is the documentation for the platform uh, as a whole. Uh, we have uh, most of the bundles documented. Cilius uh, resource bundle is like I would say very well documented. It has mo most of its functionality. It's it's there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it it boils down to a lot of uh, a lot of things like uh, not marketing in it enough, but uh, it's basically in works. So we also don't want to that don't want to that much attention from, for example, e-commerce owners uh, because uh, like Celius last year, for example, wasn't really able to compete with Magento and so on. I think it's in, in terms of features, it's still not uh, 
not able to compete. Magento has a lot of more features, but uh, yeah, as we are approaching uh, the stable solution, we will definitely focus more on marketing, on uh, engaging community in organizing some meetups. Last Saturday, we had uh, a company from Belgium in Tractor uh, organizing a hack day. Um, so yeah, I, I hope to uh, have more of these. I've been working quite a lot on, on um, spreading the serious love through conferences. But yeah, there is a limit of how many conferences you can do in, in, in some short time. So um, it's, it's an interesting question, Ryan, because I've, I've been Googling bundles, for example, the Flow Bundle. I mean, I've been Googling, I, I didn't even find Cilius Flow Bundle. This was about a year ago, and I have to build uh, one myself. So it's uh, it's it's quite interesting because you're like you're very hidden. You're very hidden from the the community, and I I, I didn't know we had 30, 30 about thirty components and about as many bundles. I mean that's uh, that's we, amazing when I browse 70, your site. We were at seventy something, and uh, yeah, it's, it's seventy bundles out of hand. Wow. Yeah, we have uh, bundles and components together. It's it's about seventy. 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. We, Your auto yeah, loader must be so big. Uh, well, not really, because we do um, we do the same thing as Symfony does. So, Silius development is um, like uh, we develop platform as a whole uh, in yeah. one repository. So we don't really auto load these components; they're already there in the source for source folder. Uh, what we do is during our build process, we test Silius as a whole and each component individually. So for every every single component we run, it's test suit in isolation, uh, with its own dependencies and so on. So it's yeah, it's a challenge to to maintain so many components, but uh, we are trying to be smart about it. And yeah, we have a single repository uh, that has everything that Silius offers. And uh, yeah, we then do subtree splits just like Symfony every uh, every like twelve hours or something like that. Have you run into any performance problems in Symfony, given that it's I mean. Still using a total of 70 components and bundles, that's going to be, that's a pretty large application. Have you run into any any um, scale problems in Symfony with that? Um, well, to be honest, maybe our development environment is a bit slower uh, than um, like a standard Symfony app with one uh, bundle. Uh, the simplest reason is uh, the warm-up and recompilation uh, of the container, so it has to check all the translation files, which we have around 2,000. Uh, so, well, yeah. So mm. uh, it can get slow, but still, um, I'm in in dev environment on my MacBook Air uh, on Symphony on PHP 7. I get under uh, one second for pretty much every page in dev. Uh, I heard people having. Uh, in, in dev environment, time loads like 300, 500 milliseconds uh, uh, in Docker environment. So we are exploring that, but otherwise I, would, I wouldn't say any big uh, performance issues with, uh, with Symfony at all. It's, it's very simple and standard Symfony app. And I, I would say that number of bundles doesn't affect the, the performance of Symfony that much. But, but back to my question then, how should I integrate this? Should I integrate this hard coupled to my own, to my own bundle? Uh, to my own application, or should I kind of create a application itself for 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 the e-commerce? Oh, you have you have several. Uh, you have you can you can pick um, you can go both of these ways. Like the first one, the simplest one would be simply uh, to drop a card bundle in your composer JSON, install it, 
included in your kernel with all other bundles, um, update your database scheme and you have the Silius card installed already. Like it is not integrated mm -hmm. with any kind of object. Like the card item has only unit price. You have like all uh, you have adjustment system, so you can apply some uh, like adjustments to to an order uh, total. Uh, in Silius, we use that for taxes and shipping. But in your card bundle, it's just generic. You don't know what kind of uh, fees or or uh, or discounts you want to apply. And the second step would be to take. Um, to customize the, the order item, the card item uh, entity, to add a relation to, to your uh, own entity, which can be a book or a, a car entity or whatever you sell in your application. And then you pretty much can start uh, uh, defining routing for adding stuff to the card and so on. So yeah, that would be, that would be the simplest uh, way. Uh, with, uh, if you want, if your application works fine, like the, like, Let's say that you have a working card and product catalog uh, that is custom, and you don't need to uh, don't need to replace that. But uh, your business uh, requires you to calculate uh, very specific taxes, different for US and different from for uh, Europe, for example. Then you would take the taxation bundle and perhaps addressing bundle. Uh, these two bundles are separate as well, but they provide you with uh, tax categories and tax rate system. Uh, the addressing bundle gives you zones, so you can define uh, like geographical areas uh, to 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 decide what kind of tax to apply. So you would take these two bundles, install them the same way as with card bundle, and uh, you get all the services and the entities that these bundles provide. And then you can, for example, hook this system into your card, create a listener that will calculate taxes on your entity and apply them to your card in whatever way. So yeah, that would be that would be example integration. And just just a quick note about the, the second thing you mentioned about uh, external service. Uh, like I said, the resource bundle gives you an API pretty quickly. Uh, just with YML configuration, you can get RESTful API thanks to REST bundle and, and resource bundle. So we could totally create a separate app that will uh, expose API for calculating taxes and use it uh, like as a service, something like that. The microservice architecture. So you can you can do that and be really trendy is, at the same time. <laughs> yes, you can you can use all these passwords and get a nicer budget and so on. Yeah, and then you can use yeah. the 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 latest JavaScript framework of the month uh, to create your. Oh yes, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, month yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean that's I, I, uh, that's how often those change. It's we, it's we by were, the week now, man. Come on, you're behind. Oh yes, damn it, I'm so so behind on this. <laughs> um, we we were recently uh, choosing a frame. Um, Choosing between JavaScript and CoffeeScript uh, for uh, for Cilius, uh, admin interface, and I opened an RFC with CoffeeScript. But then, like I don't know, ten people started uh, throwing some weird names. At, yeah, yeah uh, I think those are both out. It's, it's uh, TypeScript yes, now, or like, what is it? Yeah, TypeScript uh, is Microsoft. Well, well, yeah, like yeah, ECMAScript <laughs> is the standard uh, from. So as a, as a reasonable uh, open source maintainer, I just said, okay, let's go with JavaScript. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the sane way to go. There's, there's no, there was no right decision. <laughs> no, that's... Uh... It's think, dead. Oh, no. I, I think well, Fabian I mean, would uh, say, you, the, let the, the, the solution is it. you rewrite it again next week in another language. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how it works these days. Yes. <laughs>
Um, okay, so so when we originally kind of had this idea for this screen for the for this screencast, wow, you see where my head is. Yeah. For this podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it, it's about we want to talk about e-commerce sort of in general in the symphony world. So you know, obviously we have you from Silius, and this has been fascinating. Actually, all the things you've been telling us and, and yeah. the use cases for how to integrate stuff actually just gets me excited. Versus the normal feeling of oh god, a e-commerce application is Dread. going to come and crush my application. So that's so that's really really great. Um, so but I, I have to ask about um, the other people in the Symphony world. So specifically, um, El Cody, uh, you know, has Mark Morera and he does lots of great things for the community. Yeah, and uh, and Thelia, and and I have not used either of those. Um, There's also. There's also WellCommerce, I think, and um, I didn't even know that. You're not taking with the times, obviously, Ryan. This huh. one is from my city, actually. That's like the biggest coincidence ever. Uh, the guy, <laughs> oh, the really? guy be- yeah, the guy behind uh, WellCommerce is from my city. Yeah. Uh, so we have a like derby of e-commerce. <laughs> so you guys stare <laughs> each other down in the streets. Oh no, I I never met him actually. Uh, we uh, he he never showed up at at the PHP uh, meetup, so I I didn't get a chance to meet him. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I think I think there's some e-commerce platform we're probably forgetting that's written for Symphony. So yeah, uh, there, there's even, plenty even of platforms. Let's put it that way. And uh, yeah, even even Sonata has has at least a few bundles. I don't know yeah. what the status of those yeah. is. And 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 again, I don't have experience with any of them, so I don't want to talk. Um, I don't want to endorse or not endorse any of them in particular. And obviously, Powell, we have you from one particular one. So in in the limited knowledge that you have, because um, mm-hmm. obviously you work on Cilius, but you are in the e-commerce world, and being as, as objective and gentleman <laughs> as you can, um, can you give us kind of the status uh, in your view of, of some of those other projects and, and especially how they relate to um, Cilius and, and the choice that a developer needs to make. Uh, I'm a Symphony developer. I need e-commerce. Uh, I have this menu of choices. So, so what should that person be thinking? Yeah, what, um, well, I think oh, I, I think just to, yeah. to not make this an entirely Fusilius, uh What what do you know about what's what's the strength and relative weaknesses of these different projects? When should you choose which of them? Well, I'm I'm obviously keeping an eye on all of them, and I'm. Like I believe that in open source uh, competition between product project is as important as collaboration. So I'm 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 totally happy to see other e-commerce solutions. Uh, actually, Silius wasn't the first e-commerce solution on Symfony. There was Vespolina, uh, that was like the first. Uh, at some point, it 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 stopped the development. And uh, well, Dan- Daniel, who who was behind this project, is actually my uh, my good colleague. I I met him recently at PHP Benelux and he's really great guy very very smart about uh, uh, very smart uh, e-commerce uh, e-commerce developer um, then there is um, well with uh, with Tilia for example um, I haven't been following them um, very closely simply because it has I think a bit different audience because it is a project that was uh, that already existed be- before Symfony so they had some like uh, first version that was built on I don't know which framework, probably something custom, and they only started. Uh, they they migrated the new version to Symfony. Last time I checked, uh, I mean it's very it's it's probably very mature uh, project uh, that is pouring a lot of websites. I think it's most popular in French market. 
Um, and uh, I was I was super happy to see that they moved to Symfony. The only problem for me uh, was that they basically went with the components, only components. So this is not a full stack uh, Symfony uh, application. And um, yeah, it still had uh, what you would say about, it's just like Drupal. Like Drupal is on Symfony, but it still has a lot of Drupalisms and, uh, and things like that, things specific to Drupal. I wanted to have something uh, really fully based on Symfony. That, that's why I, I never been following them uh, them closely. But they seem like a very cool company and, and nice project moving towards the right direction. So that's that's awesome. Um, with El Cody, uh, well, I met the guys from El Cody at PHP Barcelona and I think at Symphonicon Madrid. Uh, I had a very good chat with them and uh, yeah, they're super, super awesome bunch of developers. I must say that I am a bit sad to see that they started uh, a standalone project because they basically go exactly the same path as Silius. They just have fewer components, uh, simpler e-commerce. Uh, they still uh, have the same problems to solve that we already solved sometimes in Silius, uh, out of concepts. They said that they want to be uh, like very shallow uh, e-commerce foundation for Symfony developers while Silius wants to be kind of both uh, like full platform that you can use and learn Symfony while starting with it and, and benefit as a Symfony developer in existing project and so on. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I'm still following them. Uh, there haven't been a lot of, they, there, there was not a lot of activity uh, recently on the repository. So I'm not sure what's the status of Elcody, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still would enjoy to have some collaboration on, on some like uh, common, common problems with e-commerce because like you said, it's quite complex. You mean like an EIG? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but but you can you can you can see with EAG my um my opinion is that it's I think there was like several attempts. I I recently uh checked my uh, old emails with uh, with guys from all uh, e-commerce projects and it was I think we had several attempts at a meeting at Symphonicon, meeting uh, somewhere in uh, uh somewhere in uh, Paris uh, with commerce guys and so on to have this uh, like uh, collaboration between all projects including Magento, PrestaShop and so on. The issue is if you basically look at how difficult it is sometimes to agree about PHP standards let alone cache mm. interface. There was a yeah. lot of drama there and so <laughs> yeah. on. Now imagine that with, uh, with something like uh, e-commerce currency handling. Last time yeah. I checked uh, I checked the repository there was literally some like uh, a, a real argument uh, that everyone has the better idea for e-commerce and so on. So I think there is space for collaboration. I think commerce guys from Drupal Commerce are doing awesome job. I met Boyan in, at Symphonicon in Madrid. He's a brilliant guy and has a lot of awesome ideas about e-commerce. He created these few libraries for PHP, uh, for PHP uh, 5.4 at least, I think. Uh, that handles some taxes and so on. Um, so this is this is a move in the in the good direction. But again, everyone has a bit different approach. Like when you when you talk e-commerce, you talk a very specific domain. It's it's like web development is much wider topic, and it's easier to agree on some generic stuff. With e-commerce, everyone has their own idea. And with Silius, for example, 
for us that would mean we throw out our taxation component and replace it with for example the, the commerce guys library but still this is in conflict with uh, how Silius was built from the very beginning and it would mean that our very consistent developer experience something something that we have been working on very hard would be disturbed that when you handle shipping uh, you do it's Silius way but when you touch taxes you must use this a bit different API a bit different code and so on so it has a lot of problems even forgetting about e-commerce logic itself so yeah it's Quite. Is that a solvable problem? I mean, yes, is, I think is, is, is having an um, interoperability something that is, is required, I guess, for e-commerce? Well, um, I think it is, but in very long term, like it, it, ha it hmm. there, there needs to be a lot of discussion. There needs to be like everyone needs to at some point realize that redoing all this stuff from scratch is not going to work. So I hope that before sta someone starts working on uh, e-commerce framework like Seleucus with components, uh, then we can have some discussion like what what could be moved to the like common library. We, uh, I actually was contacted uh. by um, uh, by a developer who is taking over uh, the money library from Matthias Varelas. Uh, do you have you seen that? It's like yeah. very simple, yeah. small library for handling money objects. Um, so he started a money PHP organization, uh, and the idea is to basically move um, some good parts of Silius, combining the, it with uh, with this money vo money value object library, and hopefully having a generic generic component to handle all prices and so on. So perhaps. Uh, this more decentralized uh, like approach of having uh, different libraries and organizations handling uh, some specific parts of of e-commerce is the way to go instead of trying to get everyone on the same page it it's not gonna work I think yeah it, I think like I, I think an, an issue really is that the impetus to to have that sort of collaboration is different from in PHP where for example, Take take a PSR three as an example. The logging PSR, there was a real need to be able when you're writing your own libraries, you want to be able to do logging, and it doesn't work well if every project has a different logger. Therefore, creating a logging interface made a lot of sense, and it doesn't really for e-commerce. It doesn't make as much sense to unless there's a lot of libraries exposing like products or payment gateways having a standardized interface. Um, right. There's there's not yeah, what the you, same what sort you of... What are you interoperating, interoperating with? Are you, is it with you know, somebody's uh, CMS, or are you interoperating with other um, e-commerce platforms? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it, it's, it's a challenge. I think in case of e-commerce, we will more likely see um like specialized uh well-written and well-tested libraries that handle one specific thing and perhaps some of the e-commerce projects will adopt them this is the idea for example with the money php library yeah. so i would love to get rid of that one component that is uh, like very interesting but uh i don't see a reason to maintain it because it's very like its responsibility is very very small it's it's just about handling money values 
uh, and then doing calculations. So I would love to have that in my composer JSON, not in my repository. Uh, but I think it will probably go go down this way um, because I can't see so so many different e-commerce uh, developers agreeing on a standard, uh, for example, promotion API. Uh, that applies all these percentage discount for specific countries, for specific t-shirt color and uh, in a very specific price range. So imagine agreeing on a generic API for that between yeah. like five projects. That's crazy. Yeah. Could never work oh, yeah. really. Yeah. No. It sounds like a, a horrible discussion too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. And you know, we're... really realistically what would happen is if these five projects went on and agreed to that, there's going to be basically a sixth project that's going to decide to, no, we're going to do it our own way because we have some different ideas and we think those are better. And that's, I mean, really for, for there to be interoperability, there has to be someone to have interoperability with. And yes. yeah. I, I'm I'm actually more interested in um, like uh, collaboration and integration between different Symfony projects, uh, yeah. like uh, not not e-commerce with e-commerce, but e-commerce with CMS, CMF, and so on. This is this is something uh, really exciting because Symfony with its amazing HTTP kernel interface, that's like my favorite interface in Symfony ever, uh, opened a completely new like uh, possibilities in terms of integration. Because for example. Um, uh, some some of the guys from Studios and uh, Easy Publish community they have created a Easy Publish installation that has Silius inside of it. It's it's not communicating through an API. It's not a plugin. It's basically Symfony app that inside its kernel has Silius core bundle and all other bundles and Easy Publish bundles. So you have a full blown CMS that can access the cart services and cart templates from Silius and vice versa. So Silius can, you can render uh, like the checkout form from Silius, but render it inside layout of CMS Easy Publish. So this is something quite, I mean, I would say for me more exciting. And this is possible with Drupal as well, I, I think, as it is based on HP kernel interface as well. Yep. Yeah. They, don't have, they don't have bundles, so a little more integration. But but absolutely, you know the yeah. the, the the unifying factor behind the current uh, besides the kernel is the container, and and ultimately, yes. you know, that's what something like Cilius is giving you is just lots and lots of tools, services in your container. Uh, that container exists in Drupal, certainly. So that's very interesting. Um, even yeah. sharing session, I think that would be also interesting to explore. Yeah. Um, so, um, we've talked about the different e-commerce projects on Symfony. What's the state of e-commerce on PHP in general? And, uh, is there any reason for a Symfony developer to pick a non-Symfony e-commerce project? Um, I won't be objective here, of course. <laughs> but, um, I think neither of us are when it comes to, to, to non-Symfony yeah, projects. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, of course. I mean... <laughs> Uh, well, if I, I always say that the the problem with Symfony is that when you start using it, and if you work at a, you you if you start using Symfony, you better work on an, at an agency that works only with Symfony because your heart will break when you need to switch to another project that is not using Symfony because everyone is getting used to it all nice services, nice templating, easy way of overriding stuff, and so on. A lot of bundles available. 
Um, so I think um, for a Symfony developer, most of people that come to Silius, they discovered Symfony uh, and they basically need to choose between between uh, working with Symfony with a bit unstable Silius yet, or for example, picking Magento, which is a completely different way of developing mm. applications. I mean, like, well, nobody enjoys I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna like uh, bring up the constructors from Magento uh, because <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is this is this joke is repeated too many times. But yeah, I mean, if you get used to Symfony, it's very hard to like switch to something that has is, is a completely different uh, way of uh, different developer experience. I would say. I mean. There's definitely a reason to consider Magento, for example, if you're a Symfony developer, um, if you're operating at a really big scale, because, for example, Silius is, uh, has been used in some quite big projects with uh, tens of thousands of products, uh, thousands of orders per month and so on. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say it, it was like battle tested as Magento was. So yeah, perhaps that's some reason. Also, um, with Silius, like uh, we often compete, uh, even as Lackion, we often compete with Magento. And these battles are mostly won by the development teams, which basically beg the business to choose Silius uh, over Magento, for example. But yeah, Magento is much, uh, much better documented uh, from the perspective of user, for example. So if, yeah, if you have a really uh, high volume e-commerce website that a lot of people are operating, the backend and so on, then you have these PDFs and uh, consultants that can help you with user uh, interface, blah, 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 and so on. With, with Silius, you're very, uh, you're fine if you, if you like Symfony and your e-commerce is not like, I would say level huge. So another distinction would be if you have your own in-house development team or not really. Well, here uh, it's 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 quite interesting because one of one of the biggest advantages of Silius, in my opinion, is that, like I said, it's quite easy to you you onboard. Like, if anyone, if you get a Symfony developer that is like even beginner in in Symfony, yeah. he can be productive on day one in Silius because Symfony documentation is like a piece of art. So he he goes learns how to do stuff Symfony. He goes to Silius and. He's ready to go. Like nothing, nothing fancy here. He wants to override a template. Done. He wants to create new form type. Done. Customize Silius form type. He's done with with just documentation. Maybe uh, like thirty seconds reading in in Silius docs. So it's actually uh, quite easy to uh, transition uh, Symfony developers into Silius developers or find dev uh, Symfony developers because yeah, like the, I, I I was very happy to see. Some time ago, first job postings with Silius specified in requirements. It's really quite quite crazy to see that. Um, see that uh, technology like uh, listed as a requirement. But uh, I would say every Symfony developer can can be really productive from very first uh, days with with Silius. So that's actually argument in favor of picking Silius. I think. Yeah, but if you don't have, I mean, certainly there's a lot of even big e-commerce businesses which don't really have their own development teams at all. They just have, like, the IT guy. And if they're if they're getting their web platform, they go to an agency, they get some platform, and they get, like, a theme for it. And that's it. They do everything else in the administration. Oh Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are just several agencies that work with Silis right now. 
Um, I think there are not that many who work exclusively with Celius. So yeah, you you're probably it will be probably easier to find Magenta agency, of course. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I will say though, everything you just said about about the hiring of the uh, you know of, of just finding Symphony developers instead of having to find Silius developers. Like, thank you for making it like that. That is yeah. my pet peeve when you you sort of take technology like Symphony and you add something on it like e-commerce and and you just totally make it different. There is a there is a a case to be made to do that. Um, but as we all know in PHP in general, and this is something we've talked about off the air, you know, because of the standardization, um, because frameworks are more and more doing things similar to each other, you can more and more hire just PHP developers, good object-oriented PHP developers. So I like that same philosophy being brought to Symfony. You know, if you're going to add on to Symfony, do it the Symfony way. And and boy, you've just done yourself a favor by extending the number of developers that can work on that, the number of developers that could start into it. Um, so just I'm really happy to hear that that you've gone that direction. Yeah, we are reaching 200. I think we're at almost... 280 contributors and uh, yeah some of them learned uh, symphony from Silius but uh, a lot of them came from symphony and just started contributing uh, I see people like uh, contributing from day one because yeah it's just symphony it's just just a symphony app with doctrine arm that everyone likes and <laughs> yeah it's just just symphony well, not everyone likes it, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like Doctrine. Oh, yeah, I like it too. Everyone will like it. <laughs> oh, I, I heard that, this. That's not this, a threatening. I heard no. this. Jared will that, take care of that. <laughs> that, that you start with. That you start hey, with I, I'm from Texas. We have lots of guns. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, just wait. You just started the Doctrine Wars. <laughs> yeah. All, all the Europeans are like, oh, my God. Yeah, don't mess with Texas. <laughs> hey, Pavel, with, uh, with version one, um, the full version one that you were talking about earlier, will you be? Um, do you have plans for doing a, a, a long-term support and uh, some of the other features that uh, bigger projects might might want to look for? Yeah, and uh, on my on my GTD list, I have this task uh, to learn Symfony release process and adapt it in in Cilius with that little thing that I believe that with first release of Cilius, the LTS version, it, it will be definitely out. But I'm not sure it will be as long it will be supported for such a long time as Symfony because I think for our e-commerce framework, it's it should be a bit shorter. Because Symfony LTS is supported for like five years right now. Am I correct? Three years. Uh, I think it's two, isn't it? I was Everyone has different. Together. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, Tob Tobias, what do you think? Yeah, I guess, I guess <laughs> three number? because I, two is too few. I mean, If you're smart, yeah, the, the, the best answer is either one or six because that will mean you're, you're, the likely, you're likeliest to, uh, <laughs> to be closest. Six years, that's like Microsoft long-term support. <laughs> I, I was thinking with, with security fixes, but uh, well, with Cilius, well, 1.0 will want to definitely be the LTS. I think, I hope it will be like 1.1. Uh, we are committed to following uh, Semver, so everything from 1 point will be backwards compatible until 2.0. Uh, that's why we are putting so much effort into into like uh, polishing all the things be before release because one of the biggest complaints about other e-commerce solutions is uh, the upgrade process 
and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's very sure. uh, very annoying and uh, and complex so we want to like win uh, here as well for the developers who just like my perfect uh, scenario is that you uh, do composer update silius silius and that's it because on we have silius standard edition as well so when you start a new project you just create silius standard edition that has um, oh sorry that has uh, silius inventors so you can just call composer update that's how we uh, work on our projects at Lacken, for example. So whenever we update Silius with something that we need, we just do composer update Silius slash Silius, and that's it. We actually have one project when where there is Silius standard inside Silius standard, and then there is inside Silius. So composer can do some crazy things. <laughs> wow. and, and and I will say I've been giving some symphony talks recently to like more beginner-ish talks, and I talk a little bit about the upgrade process of Symphony. And when I talk about it, I say, okay, I know that for most of you, this is kind of boring, but I talk about how you can upgrade from 2.3 to 2.8. Things don't break. You get these deprecation notices. Um, you know, I try to I, I, I try to sound excited because uh, I think it's really cool, but I expect that there's only a few developers in the room that, that really find that important. But I have been surprised about the number of people that have come up to me afterwards and say well boy that that blew my mind when you started talking about being able to upgrade we're used to it in the symphony world uh but there's a lot of people out there aren't and you made me think of that point when you mentioned that uh that people that use other e-commerce solutions right now they have that pain point so i think if you take that pain point away you will see people respond positive positively to that and, uh, and also the LTS, um, as Jared brought up, is another one where I'm surprised by how many developers are actually um, excited about that. I know it motivates business decisions, but it also really seems to uh, resonate with a lot of developers. I yeah, think, um, I think strong finishing words. We're, we're, we're about uh, at an hour, and um, I think we, we should be uh, uh, thanking Paul for, for joining us. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. It was it was quite amazing experience. Yeah, time so, flies. Yeah. I, uh, I I didn't I didn't think it would uh, an hour go by so fast. Yeah, it was like five minutes for me actually. <laughs> yeah, it's super fast. Good. That's Polish time. <laughs> I'm I'm more awake than before, so yeah, that's that's cool. Oh, that's not good because we're recording this. It's actually nighttime there. It's time to go to bed. Oh, well, it's 10 p.m. I have some pull yeah. requests to review, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, this episode of Sound of Symphony is coming to an end. The show is produced by Magnus Nordander, Tobias Nyholm, Ryan Weaver, and Jared Farish. Thanks to our guest, Pavel Jerevetsky. And please visit our website, soundofsymphony.com, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And thank you to our sponsors, Fervo, Happier, KNP University and Dialogues Apps Incorporated. Fervo is a symphony consulting business. Happier develops a platform for fair recruitment. KNP University provides symphony and PHP tutorials. And Dialogues Apps is a web application services company. Our music, Cool Intro and Cool Vibes, is provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. It is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license. And thank you, Kevin. And Symphony is a registered trademark of Fabian Potencier in the European Union and other countries. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored by nor affiliated with Fabian Potencier. We're back next month with more Sound of Symphony.